everybody. We are continuing on our conversation on prayer and fasting. We are now crossing over into the director's cut territory. So <laughs> we're going to get into the really, really good stuff now. We had such a good time in the middle of our uh, live stream e- event, uh, our, our, our midweek service, talking about prayer. Mm-hmm. And we got carried away. We're both passionate about prayer. And uh, we ended up having to say, hey, we're going to need to do just a separate talk on the fasting portion of this. So yeah. thank you so much for joining uh, wherever you're at and and uh, whatever whatever time you're at. We're glad that we're able to make this content available to you on demand. And uh, we're excited to get into it. I've got my good friend, my brother in the faith, faith our pastor, Jacob Sheriff, with us. And we're going to continue our talk on prayer and fasting. There might be a little bleed over at the beginning from prayer, yeah. but we're going to do our best to jump right in at the at the fasting portion. And uh, Pastor, I really group this together with prayer and fasting because we see a template from mm-hmm. the scripture of prayer and fasting going going together. Yeah. Um, so I really want to talk about, we talked about prayer first, and I set it up that way for prayer and fasting right. because I think that when we get into fasting, we begin to even understand some different things about prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, So first question that we're going to jump right into is, what is the purpose of fasting? So it's a whole lot easier to answer that question as it relates to prayer. Um, It's not too far off to use the same answer with fasting, Um, but there's more to it. And honestly... It is something I can't say that uh, I have a deep knowledge of. Mm -hmm. I do have a discipline and I have experienced a lot and there's a lot to say about it, but it's not as, I'm not far enough along to say, oh, it's this one-liner, this Mm -hmm. is it. And it it does fall in the same category as every other discipline. Mm -hmm. Every other discipline is about intimacy with God. It's about being in a place or a posture that we can choose choosing that posture that we come to get an awareness of God's spirit, the heart of the father that conforms us into the image of Jesus, that every discipline is about that. Um, But once you kind of layer underneath that, you get into what uh, Richard Foster, I think we put this at the Mm -hmm. beginning Mm because it's, he, he, he says this great statement about discipline, but he's specifically talking about, uh, the discipline of simplicity, but he makes a statement about disciplines in general. Mm-hmm. And it's on page like 115, 180 uh, of the book, Celebration of Discipline. And he says this, the purpose of disciplines, all disciplines, is freedom. Mm-hmm. Our aim is the freedom, not the discipline. The moment we make the discipline our central focus, we turn it into law and lose the corresponding freedom. Disciplines have value only as a means of setting us before God so that he can give us the liberation we seek. And that's awesome. Even the connection point to fasting here at the get-go. And I really think we've got to kind of hold in tandem uh, the second question on this uh, yeah. on this uh, conversation, which is what are different types of fasting? Right. So I think we're probably going to go in and out of those two questions, purpose, yeah. types. Uh, so we'll kind of do some back and forth but with that quote about freedom, mm-hmm. fasting immediately is giving the the uh, the connotation that we are operating in some type of a holy restriction in our life. We're yeah. saying no to our flesh in some capacity yes. so that we can have a bigger yes to God. Right. But in the middle of all that, I love that you brought up the freedom portion because so many Christians would say, I'm free. 
Uh-huh. I'm free as can be in, in the freedom that's been given to me by Christ mm-hmm. and just my walk with the Lord. I've had, you know, different uh, uh, stereotypical uh, uh, burdens or, or even things that, that we feel bound by have broken off my life. Mm-hmm. But when we really start getting down to how much more in our lives we're controlled by things other than the Spirit of God, when you say you really are free, it's always good to throw in that question that if you really are free, then don't eat the second piece of pie. Mm-hmm. If you're free, mm-hmm. you you can, so oftentimes our freedom is attached to our yes, mm-hmm. and it's not very often attached to our no, because a yeah. no sounds restrictive. Yeah. But there's actually a freedom in the ability to have operate in restraint mm-hmm. or to operate in self-control, self-mastery, if you will. That's a that's a kind of an intense phrase, but self-control. Mm-hmm. Uh from, from the standpoint of, of fasting. So for me, when we're talking about the purpose of fasting, uh, j- just kind of a framework for, for now to you to jump in. If we're talking about it in terms of freedom, we're, we're saying no to particular things so that we can have a more full yes to God. And fasting uncovers for us very often what we're actually bound by that we wouldn't have expected. Yeah. And, and I think it's so often just in the context of food, but we're going to talk about all different types of fastings. I'm even thinking about Paul. He actually talked, and we talked about this in our first conversation. We talked a lot about sex, mm-hmm. which is good. It was a great conversation great. Uh, because we talked about sex. But in, in, in that conversation, I think it bleeds over into this. Paul talks about in the marriage relationship, the only time it would be appropriate for a, a longer period of time to abstain from sex, to fast from sex, is for a time of prayer, but not too long mm-hmm. so that you don't get, you don't get tempted. And I think that could be a general rule for fasting is there's there's a balance of when's too long that leads us into a potential temptation, but then also a fasting that's refining us for a more intense form of prayer. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of a little bit, uh, I'm, I'm shotgunning something, or, you know, it's we, a buckshot, we, but we you, don't, you we can don't connect have a lot of uh, laser, when it comes to fasting, we don't have tons of like laser pointers with, with fasting. We do have to kind of shotgun it a little bit because mm-hmm. it is a challenge. It mm-hmm. is hard. Um, I, the way Dallas Willard organizes all disciplines mm-hmm. is he has disciplines of engagement and disciplines of abstinence. Mm-hmm. What am I abstaining from and what do I engage in? And I think you said it very well. Fasting as, very, as well as other abstinence type disciplines is a no, but not for the sake of the no. Mm-mm. It's for the sake of our yes. And for us, most of our lives, we live without awareness. Mm-hmm. And this is something I learned a few years ago and I've, I've really tried to put into practice. Without awareness, our life tends to be uh, controlled or guided or dictated to us by our distractions amid habit and reactivity. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of distractions in our life. We have a lot of habits that we are not aware of and we have a lot of reactions. And we see in today's world that we, in a sense, glorify our impulses, mm-hmm. our reactions. Mm-hmm. And not all reactions are godly. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a righteous anger? Sure. It's just extremely <laughs> rare. And by the time we act on it, it's most likely self-righteous anger. That's right. Uh, but most of our impulses mm-hmm. are from the flesh. But we want to peg it as righteous anger. Yeah, just so because we're we, angry. Yeah, and so we can tie we a little scripture associated with it. Yep. Um, but... The goal I noticed is that I need to be aware and part of the Holy Spirit's work in my life 
is often starts with awareness so I can see all of the ways that I've lived apart from the spirit, not necessarily consciously Mm -hmm. or on purpose, but at an unconscious or subconscious level, these are parts of my life that are habitual that's based in the flesh, not the Mm -hmm. spirit. It's not necessarily sin, but it's also not attention to the spirit and Mm -hmm. being controlled by the spirit. Mm -hmm. So what fasting does is we abstain from certain things that have a high likelihood of controlling us beyond Mm -hmm. our awareness. Mm so that we can become aware. Yeah. We can become aware of what's controlling us and aware of the spirit in that. And that's where Foster has a lot on fasting that I thought was very good. And one of his main points about fasting in the book, Celebration of Discipline, is he puts it immediately, fasting is feasting. That's right. Fasting is feasting. It just changes what we're feasting on. Yeah. What we normally feast on food as nourishment we recognize that man does not live by bread or food alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There are plenty of times we are filling desires and wants and needs and and impulses. And we're not necessarily purposefully like sinning or living apart from the Lord. We're just not consciously abiding in him. So what fasting does is it brings our awareness to the surface of how much things like food or social media or entertainment uh, or I mean, there's any, fill in the blank on that, but those are the big ones that we we tend to struggle with in modern Western society. How much those are controlling us beyond our awareness. Mm-hmm. And so what fasting does by abstaining from that, we start seeing how much that impulse is uh, that you say you're free, lose your phone for two days. Day one, almost anyone can survive a day because we, we do forget our phone at home occasionally. Yeah. It's rare. But it happens. But man, by the end of the day, we got it. We're safe. We're good. Go two days. Lose lose that streak that you have on whatever app, on whatever. Th- lose that streak for a day. Mm-hmm. And just see what happens. Uh, stay off social media for longer than a day. Stay off of it for a month. Mm-hmm. Is it controlling you? I don't know. Are you in control? Are you fully aware? Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. What fasting would do, and we, we start with food because uh, that's the thing that we easily controls us far more than we think. Mm. Yes, there is value in fasting technology, entertainment, social media, things like that. There's value in that. There's value in fasting, a lot of things. But uh, one of the things, um, I think it's uh, Richard Foster. um, And I want to find it because uh, it might be Dallas Willard. Uh, fasting, Dallas Willard says this, fasting will certainly prove humiliating to us as it reveals to us how much our peace depends on the pleasure of eating. Mm, it's good. I mean, what, what's the phrase we often use? Oh, we're parents. So like, oh, our kids are hangry. Angry, yeah. They're yeah. like, they're just, they're just acting so out of control, angry. And what do we got? Oh, they, they, they didn't eat as much for lunch or... Uh, or man, I just need to eat. Or man, you just need to be quiet until you eat. There's a whole branding of Snickers mm-hmm. based on- <laughs> You're not oh, you when you're, you're hungry. You're not you when you're hungry. Uh, and then, yeah, it's a joke. And it's, mm. it's all that. It's not meant to be, per- but but how much of that is actually true? Yeah. And so, and how many times do we say, oh, I'm just hangry. Therefore now I've given you the excuse that mm-hmm. I can be however rude or however irritable or however frustrated I want to be because, oh, I'm hu- oh, it's just, I'm hungry. Yeah. Well- are we really that much lacking peace mm-hmm. because we missed a meal, mm-hmm. a single meal? And it's not the same as skipping a meal because there's lots of people who can just plow through lunch. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, anyway, we're getting to a little more particularities, yeah. but that's when we're getting to the purpose of fasting, it, it comes down to what is controlling us that we're not aware of. Mm-hmm. And are our impulses in control, our cravings in control, or is God actually in control? We say he's in control, but there's so much that's happening beneath the surface of awareness that we're not, we're not attending to or aware of that we need something to break that surface. We need something to break that, that level of, of unawareness and fasting will often, not always, but often will do that. It breaks that surface of the subconscious level, the, the lack of awareness to gar- start being aware. Oh yeah, I use food as an excuse to kind of be rude or a jerk or um, I, I'm all fine and peaceful, but it's because I've got three square meals. Mm-hmm. It's because I, I have three square meals plus, you know, snacks mm-hmm. or, well, I don't want to get too critical. I can be easily critical of certain things. So we'll just pause that for a second. It we'll, might come back up. We'll pause for a second. It, it, it will, we'll, we'll, we'll allow room for it to come <laughs> back up. Um, talking about the purpose of fasting and, uh, and, and just trying to paint a, a picture for, uh, for those that uh, we're doing our best to explain it to and talk about it. I think by the nature of fasting, being in a discipline of abstinence, like you talked about abstaining from something, you almost have to approach the question of the purpose of fasting the same way in the sense that it really helps you find out the purpose by talking about what it's not. Mm-hmm. It's what, yeah. what what it's not trying to accomplish. Right. Uh, and, and so with that, um, just to kind of set a tone here at the beginning, fasting, it's n- the purpose of it is not a hunger strike to try to get God to do something. Yep. The purpose of fasting is not a, uh, you know, a, a badge that I can wear as I level up in the kingdom of God. And like, you know, Pastor Jacob's a level 42, mm-hmm. you know, faster. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and it's not something that we use. And Jesus talks about this very clearly, specifically about fasting in Matthew 6, uh, 16 through 18. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they've received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by God who's in secret and your father who's in secret will reward you. I think the the heart of that isn't that if you talk about fasting that now it's it's over. I've, oh, I've ruined it's it. Useless. Yeah. You've ruined it. Um, but the heart there is the purpose. There's something secret going on in my heart, something that God's uncovering to me about where I'm being controlled by something other than His Spirit, and I have to know that the purpose of fasting is not uh, me trying to once again a hunger strike to get God to do something. Uh, it, it's much, God is going to do something in a fast. But it's usually happening in that secret place of the heart, that place of communion between you and him. And then, and then two, uh, fasting is not going to make us more holy. Nope. Uh, like all the disciplines, it helps us become more aware of Jesus who's holy and beholding him more transformed. Anything else you would add to uh, what fasting is not for or the purpose is not about? I think that covers it. The, the most important thing is there's nothing we can do in action that's going to change God. Mm-hmm. We're not going to change his character. We're not going to change his mind by anything we do. Mm-hmm. One thing and one thing only pleases God, faith. Faith. So can I work in fasting in faith? Not, again, not trying to strong arm God, but it, does it strengthen my faith? Well, what is faith? Is it demanding God do something for you? No, it's trust. Trust. What, what fasting 
will do when you fast in faith is it's nurturing a trusting God that he can sustain me. Mm -hmm. He can be my peace when I'm irritable and hungry. Mm. And so I do think it's good to, to zero in on what it's not. You cannot force God's hand. Nothing you can do by abstaining or engaging there's nothing you can do to engage God or to force God's hand. Mm. And right now we're seeing political movements that's all about strong arm power techniques. That's right. Uh, it's all one trying to pa- play power plays with mm-hmm. one another to try to get them to do something. Mm-hmm. That's ungodly. In in all forms, doesn't matter which party it is or which which group it is, it's it's ungodly. You can't strong, you don't pay, play power plays. What makes you think you can do that with the king of the universe? That's good. You're not gonna you're not gonna strong arm God on anything. So if you're fasting as a hunger strike to prove something to you, to prove something to someone, or to prove mm-hmm. something to God, stop. Eat. And I think also uh, to to piggyback <laughs> off that, and and we're not proving, and we're not trying to uh, to have a hunger strike. We're not earning anything either. No. God doesn't look and say, "Oh, look how pious you are, oh, yeah. and look how much you're suffering." I think I will finally bless you because you've proved it. And uh, we have to be able to get away. Uh, from that mentality, yeah. because honestly, when we're doing things from that place, the heart of the Father has yet to be revealed to us. Now, it doesn't mean that a fast won't help you get in touch with that heart and see it more clearly. It can. Um, the only other thing I could think of while while you were talking is, uh, even though there are actual health benefits to fasting, yeah, there you go. a spiritual discipline of fasting is not primarily about a health benefit. It's an unintended byproduct. But if we enter into a food fast, looking at it as a fad diet or part of our fitness regimen, you um, speaking to that pastorally, uh, what I mean, talk, I guess just agreeing with me that that's not yeah. a primary purpose. It is a byproduct. Yeah. And and there's probably a way to, to integrate that into a fitness regimen that's also spiritual. I, I don't know. I mean- I'm, I'm on camera. I can probably be assumed that I'm not like super big into a fitness <laughs> regimen. Uh, and Pastor Jacob was talking about the beginning, you know, I don't have, he doesn't have a lot of experience. I have even less experience on fasting <laughs> food anyway, but we are going to share about a, a journey that we went on together. Right. And now that we're on the other side of it, yeah. we can talk about it Again. and we won't violate this Matthew yeah. six principle. About the Matthew six, one thing uh, that I, I want to draw attention to is there are three disciplines in Matthew 6 that Jesus assumes his disciples will do. That's good, yeah. And one of them's fasting. Mm-hmm. The other one's prayer and the other one's giving. When you fast. When you fast. Not if you when fast. When you pray, when you give. That's Those it. are three disciplines he mm-hmm. just assumes you're That's gonna good. do. So that means there is an expectation that it is, should be a part of it, mm-hmm. a part of our discipleship to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that Dallas Willard says that is a one-line thing that's very good is all disciplines, especially fasting, but all disciplines, they are wisdom. They are not righteousness, meaning they do not change anything of your status before God or his love for you. It's all about wisdom, growing in how we live well in God's world and how we attend to him, not what we do for him or for other people noticing. Mm-hmm. So the expectation is that you're going to fast. So now when you're going to do it, Here's how to think about it. You're not doing it for attention. You're doing it as a relationship between you and God. Uh, that that there's something, there's a work that must be done in you when you fast, not something you're doing for attention or mm-hmm. for. He says in a lot of these disciplines, if that's what you're doing it for, when someone says, "Oh, good job! I'm so impressed by you." There's your reward. There's your reward. There's your there's reward. Nothing else for you. And I think that also opens up a good point here too that it's the Lord Himself speaking to us. 
in, in, in this uh, part of the gospel, the Sermon on the Mount, those three disciplines that you named. And if it's him saying when you fast, we can also expect his spirit Mm -hmm. to speak to us about when a time is to fast Mm -hmm. or when a time is to give, when a time is to pray. That doesn't mean though that we don't do any of those things unless we've quote unquote heard God, but we do need to be pay attention to a spirit led time of fasting, of prayer, of giving that that's a part of, uh, of, of what we know to be charismatic life, charismatic Christianity. And there's, there's a, a, a really good book by Scott McKnight on fasting. Um, it's part of a series that was done about different ancient disciplines. And his whole point on this is the framework for fasting is there is some type of sacred event, uh, some type of action that God brings forth or something that happens in our life that his point is we fast because it seems as though to eat would ruin the sacredness of this event. Mm-hmm. And so, so things, time in scripture, Jesus being led in the in the wilderness, yeah, by the was, spirit. That for was a time that was a responsive, fasting, a spirit led fast, spirit led fast. So he he even advocates when you're discip, like you're you're putting it in a discipline. What is the response that you, that that fasting is the response to God's work or something that that is very sacred? What what is the sacred thing that is a, it is a response to? Not what are you trying to attempt? And, and I do have a concern in today's age, uh, that a lot of things with fitness and health becomes extremely religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am for being healthy. I'm for people getting healthy. I'm for fitness. I'm for food health. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has, and we've had this discussion and, and I, I want to be pastoral about this. I'm not being in any way condemning yes. to anyone. Yes. Um, but there is a spirit that can sometimes be attached to fitness and health that is the same spirit we see in the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you it, might have you every good the reason. Of the Pharisees, yep. and, and there is a Pharisee leaven that sometimes happened with bodily fitness and with food health mm. and to where now you worship food, you and worship the, your And fitness. on the other end, there's a leaven of, of Herod or the Rodian that is just total indulgence yeah. and excess yep. and opulence. Yep. Those two leavens were always, the way of Jesus is always, it, and, I, it, and I think sometimes... We do this to to do a place of balance, but really we have to do this. Yes, it's the way of the kingdom. It's above R- those. Things. Ravi Zacharias said this, and and even I'm 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 working through how to communicate this about the kind of day and age we're living in, because he says that in all situations in all of life, we think the only options is left and right, mm-hmm. when we forget that there's an option of up. Come on. Uh, that sometimes every comment, every comment we make, everything we do, every action we take, so does good. it only have to fit between a religious right, left, political right, left, social right, left? Is that the only spectrum we live in? He says sometimes we forget there's a there's a kingdom from above. That's right. And sometimes Christians have to pay more attention to what's up, mm-hmm. not what's left and right. And we need a word from elsewhere. We need a word from elsewhere. That's right. A word that uh, comes to us from elsewhere. That's right. That's awesome. Um, so in talking about the purpose, I feel like that's, that's a good, a good framework. I feel, I feel be, like to that be able builds to, enough to of move, a foundation to, to get started. For two, uh, uh, Protestant charismatic <laughs> pastors to, to lay <laughs> on fasting. Um, let's jump over into, uh, we talked, we got into some, uh, talk about the types of fasting. Um, I would like for us to look at 
see our, our next question is what is a good way to start incorporating prayer and fasting in my life? Before we get onto that one, let's start talking about the connection between fasting and prayer. Yeah. And be it that this whole segment was originally supposed to be one take that we did that we didn't do. <laughs> Go figure, you and I are in the same yep. place talking about spiritual things. But um what's that? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I need to, let me put that down so that we don't forget. I'll write down 21 here and circle it. Uh, that I want us to talk about that, um, in regards to probably we get in that third question, a way to types, types and types ways. I think and, both and those bleed in. Uh, well, wh- where do you want to go? Should we seg? should we segue into that or so I think talking what, about that will actually answer yeah. so, prayer so and fasting. Cause that was our first right. 21 so, days so of prayer. First with, with types, we have to look at exclusively in scripture, when we talk about fasting, it's always about food. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's just acknowledge that the principle of fasting is set with the total framework of scripture is food. Yep. Can you apply that principle to other things in your life? Absolutely. But I think if you're going to start integrating fasting in your life, that is a good place to start with small exceptions to people who are in, in a medical position yep. where you cannot do that. Yep. Diabetic. Things like uh, that. Pregnant. I, like, so that's different. Yep. So we're going to say that we'll acknowledge that and, that's And different. I would also speak a word of caution too, the same way that I would uh, in, in, in a different context, but people that even have a history of bondage in regards to things like eating disorders, yes. it's very important to, to, to let this be spirit led and not allow this to even rekindle yeah. a flame. It's about the freedom, about the freedom, not the discipline. That's right. That's right. So, so what's the even, freedom we need? That's right. Yeah. But I would say that part of a freedom could be to engage in this and not let it get out of hand. Right. So, uh, as always consult the Holy spirit and your local friendly yeah. neighborhood campus pastor, whatever location <laughs> that you're So part this of. setting, <laughs> we, we, we are painting in broad principles. Mm-hmm. There is a pastoral nuance that we take these broad principles and apply it slightly differently to each person. That's, that's just part of pastoring and living in a faith community. That applies to so much <laughs> because there's some things that we can say from a vantage point, from a pulpit or from this kind of setting that whenever you actually start working it out with people, it doesn't change. Yeah. It actually takes on, it takes on the form it's meant to, right. which is in real time working right. it out. Right. So anyway, so then, then connecting it then to prayer, like mm-hmm. the, you can't don't, even though they're both disciplines and they're both separate, you can't divorce them Mm-mm. because if, if fasting without prayer is skipping a meal, mm-hmm. like if you, if, if you didn't fill the time mm-hmm. with something that fills you, yes, then you just skipped a meal and you just worked through it. You just worked through lunch, basically. And using that Richard Foster Foster principle of fasting is feasting. It's feasting. You're just you, eating something else. So, so with fasting and prayer, is that fasting makes me more attuned to God, His presence, His love, His character, His voice, because I've I've drowned out His voice with the activity of life, and so when I'm fa- abstaining from something, food, mostly, mm-hmm. but then you apply it to social media. Uh, I mean, it's the, it's the, now that, now that, uh, especially Apple, I don't know what Android does, but Apple has the capacity for you to see which apps you use and how much you use your phone and how many touches yep. that you have on your phone. Yep. And, uh, I mean like the average, uh, 20 and 30 something like five years ago touches or, or sorry, uh, lifting up pick, your phone, pick, pick it up, picking yeah. up was like mm-hmm. 72 times a day, a day. And that was five years ago. That was like five years ago. 
uh, I think was that study. I need to get, I need to give the hard data on this, not just assumed data. But the point was, it was a lot. It was mm-hmm. like many, 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 many times an hour. It's probably triple now. That's an, that, that <laughs> is an addict. Yeah. You can call it whatever you want. That's mm-hmm. being addicted. Mm-hmm. That is the ding, the vibration is triggering something in your brain right. that now you have a habit. Yes. And you need to short circuit that habit in order mm-hmm. that now you are not, you cannot tell me that you're lifting your phone 72 <laughs> times in a day or a hundred times a day and paying attention to Jesus a hundred times a day. No way. No way. There's just no way. And you're, and, and you're doing it unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back to that freedom principle, if you're free, stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. Because the, the, the addict terminology is I'll stop. I can stop anytime I want. Yeah. Then great. Do it. Then do it. But you can't. Yeah. Put app limits on your mm-hmm. phone and get, and give your spouse, give your accountability partner the password. Yes. To that app limit. And mm-hmm. put, if you normally indulge in social media four hours a day, drop it to one. Yep. If you do it at one hour a day, drop it to 15 minutes. If you mm-hmm. do 15 minutes a day, drop it to 10. Yeah. And, or go zero for a week. Yeah. And this will be once we get later into the series when we talk about Sabbath, mm-hmm. but that's even a great, totally unplugged period of time. Absolutely. Um, that uh, will, I have a feeling you're going to pop back in for some other segments as I'll we go I'll be looking on. at all the topics again. <laughs> like, I'm coming back I to review. that one. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. That'll, That'll be, be every great. week. So let's talk about, uh, and thank you so much, Josh, for bringing that up. Uh, yeah. I have a bad habit of starting uh, story and not finishing because mine goes this way. But um, let's talk a little bit about our first experience. Was that your first experience for that prolonged of a fast? It was for me. Yes. I, I had done short yes. bursts. I think the longest I had, had done was like a liquid only for, for four or five days. Yeah. But that that experience that we did together with a group of other leaders, mm-hmm. um, that was your first prolonged. Prolonged. Okay. Yeah, cause, Mine cause too. So we can talk from the same kind of there's a one, on that one. If we're, if, let's just, just strictly talk about food for a second. Okay. There's a one meal fast mm-hmm. and that's at most recalibration. You're just getting recalibrated. You're just allowing a low level of awareness to poke through. Mm-hmm. And it's important that it's not the same as skipping a meal. Then there is a typical like 24-hour, roughly like lunch to lunch uh, type mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. fast uh, and not the same thing that is intermittent fasting. Yes. We're talking about yes. something spiritual, not just, again, skipping yep. meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, there that could be some partnership, but you'd want to approach it with caution. Yes. Uh, that is, is both recalibration and attention, that mm-hmm. I'm not just taking a brief period to recalibrate, I'm, I'm, I'm recalibrating and I'm forcing attention. I've got to put my attention on God because a two meal skip is, is, is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, a three day is a whole lot more about like seeking the face of God about something. There's something mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. that's happening that you, you really, you, you, you've got to give your attention to it. Mm-hmm. Important decisions. I think if you know, if you're not having to make spontaneous important decisions, if you mm-hmm. know of important decisions coming up, it would be good to fast for multiple days, mm-hmm. one to three days mm-hmm. uh, of fasting to be aware of that. And then there are typical like five day or seven mm-hmm. day once a year. And, and he, then and there's more that, extreme. Yeah. And, but even with that, with that three day, four day option, there's uh, biochemical physiological stuff that's actually the way God's designed your body. Yeah. Your brain actually begins to think more clearly. Yeah. Uh, roughly around that time frame, isn't it? It's yeah. like the four day, yeah. five day. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It's, it's, 
Well, we could talk about the specific. It's hell for three days. It's terrible. (laughs) The first day is always the hardest for me. Like if I can make it past the first day, I can go for at least a week. But that first day is when all the the impulses are coming. Halfway through day two to the end of day three Mm -hmm. is it's terrible for mm-hmm. me. And that's a Richard Foster talks about, you know, uh, the, uh, the analogy of the spoiled child yes. with your, with your, with your stomach. I think that's, I think that's in the chapter. Josh, is it that chapter with fasting that he talks about that and, uh, and, and being able to, um, you know, the same way you, you tell a spoiled child, no, you don't get everything that you want. That's in that same, and it's going to have the same temper tantrum, groaning, yep. whining. Yeah. Your stomach's going to do that. Oh yeah. Uh, so let's talk about so, this. So then- when you talk about something as extreme as like a 21 day, yeah, it means that something critical is mm-hmm. happening. And we that was a spirit led deal, very much we so. We came for back us. from a conference that we were at, we were kind of, I think we were in the airport, mm-hmm. and there was just still this residue. We were in the we were in the afterglow, yeah. of the of, of, of the conference. So, time. we should probably explain because, like, we know the story, but yes, not everybody knows the story. We were at a conference that was very much in, in the history of our church. We were halfway through a process that we had intended to be like five years. Uh, we were halfway through a prop, prop, uh, a process of really re- restructuring and recalibrating our mm. church. We knew that there were certain cultural things that we needed to instill in mm-hmm. our church mm-hmm. and we needed to move our church toward. And there was a conference that many of us leaders went to that we thought this church is doing it really well. We don't want to copy what they're doing but we want to get a sense of what they're doing yeah. to see, is mm-hmm. there something important here that we need to learn? Yeah. And there were some things about prayer and fasting that That's was right. said and mentioned mm-hmm. and experienced to a measure. Yes. Yep. So we're in the airport coming back. We're in the airport coming back and uh, we're, we're sitting, I remember we're kind of sitting across from each other. I remember uh, uh, Misty, now Chief Misty was there, uh, mm-hmm. Pam, Christy, a few others. And we're talking and we just kind of, we just kind of both look at each other and I say something about, I think we're supposed to do not the, just the prayer portion, but yeah. we need to, as this group, do a fasting portion. It was like an immediate yes it, in it, you. It was, I, I don't know how to explain it, except it's mm. one of those things, if I think about it, I'll reason my way out of it. Yes. But in the heart of hearts and my deepest spirit, I knew what you're saying is exactly what needed to happen. Yep. So we come back and uh, that was really our first, inter- it was an internal run Yes. At 21 days of prayer, but uh, with this core team, uh, knowing something significant was going on, knowing this was spirit-led, we embarked on an adventure of a 21-day 21 21 day fast. Fast, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was pretty rough. It, it was, was rough. so hard. It was so and hard. It was so funny. <laughs> so part of this. So we know, I mean, when you know something is right, mm-hmm. you can't argue with it. Like no. there's no debating. And I, I'm a debater, in my head mm-hmm. and I can reason, I can, I can flip logic. I can make an argument for almost anything. So, which means I can talk myself out of almost anything. Mm-hmm. And I knew I couldn't on this one. Well, my, my wife, before we started, had our fourth baby. Mm-hmm. And we had <laughs> for two of those three weeks, people delivering food every single Day. That's my most in favorite. That's my most our, favorite part about having a kid. Oh, is like the, the meal best train. part of the best part of that's having it. food is the meal train. Every night, it's like who's it's bringing like, what? Who's bringing it? What are they bringing? I don't, right. don't got to do anything. I just get to eat. So you, I, I guess I forgot that that, yeah. that happened. So you're yeah. going back into born. this. 
And all this amazing food and is, there is being food delivered to your door. Being delivered to my, yeah. and like dessert. So like, yeah, I walked through the valley of the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> you're with me, Lord. You're with me. Uh, I had to bind and loose That's a right. Lot. That's right. My, That's I right. had praying tongues a whole lot on that one. Get after it. Yeah, but it, but it, through, but it, but it was the future of our church. We are not ready to usher into the future of our church in our current state. Mm-hmm. We're not attentive enough. We're not. Uh, aware enough. Um, it's not like we had to prove any seriousness. There mm-hmm. was just something, and this is where this is where I do understand what Scott McKnight's point was, is there something about a sacred moment mm-hmm. that for us to eat would violate it. That's right. For us, that we're missing something of this sacred moment. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it is. We don't know why. We just know it's got to happen. Uh, and we know that we're not at a place that our attention and awareness is at a place where we can usher in what God wants to do for our mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. And we cannot put anything in front of our church that we haven't first led the way in. That's right. That's and it right. was our first run at 21 days of prayer. And it wasn't just 21 days of prayer. It's 21 days mm-hmm. of prayer and fasting. That's right. We fasted so, for 21 days. No solid food. Mm-hmm. We did all liquids. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I took liberties with the liquids or not. I didn't do milkshakes or anything. That would be terrible. <laughs> but uh, I did, like, I had, remember I was, like, going to attempt this health kick at some point in time. So, like, I buy this, like, you know, little, uh, you know, like the little, um, like, personal serving size blender, Nutribullet, something yeah. like that. So, I'm like, okay, like, two weeks into this thing, I'm like, li- like, smoothie to me counts as liquid. So, like, I'm, you know, doing, like, a fruit, you know, deal. Uh, so, I didn't, I didn't fail it, did I? With the smoothie, I never, I never know, I never know if you do this. We never right. asked to about me, it was, this. It was just liquid. It was liquid. It was liquid. It was liquid. Uh, and then, but I would not. I remember going to the health food store, and uh, because they would do like the fresh carrot and apple juice mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. What's amazing though is like how much you start appreciating the way things taste. Oh my gosh! When you yeah. get something. Uh, even like that fresh fruit juice is like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. This is great. So the, peop- the people who are uh, food, is, uh, food is fuel and mm-hmm. that's it, you don't know what you're talking about. No, no. Like you're crazy. We, we have to get them delivered. Yes. Or they've just never had good food. You just never had good food. But as parents yes. uh, who have five kids, yep. uh, our wives more so, mm-hmm. we kind of eat on the, like you just eat when you can, eat when you and, can. And, and eat as much as you can, as quick as you can. Because something's mm-hmm. going to happen at the table. Yep. Uh, something's got to happen. Some kid's going to go. Some kid's going to do something. And so you just you eat really quick. And so yep. we get used. We're busy. We're very busy. And I don't like it. And it's ungodly, mm-hmm. truthfully. But but we're learning to live into an unbusy life. But while we're in this busyness, we tend to just consume. Mm-hmm. And I do remember there were little tastes that it's like, <sighs> I remember. So were you hardcore than me? Did you do no smoothies? So, Is that what happened? You didn't know I was doing smoothies? I did water only. You did water only? Yeah. And I might've had maybe a juice or two once I thought I was going to get my badge I was talking about earlier. So I get like <laughs> Sorry, a Sorry, I earned the badge and you didn't. <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical situation here. Um, first at first yeah. segment talking about no, we don't do bees. <laughs> don't, I remember like my last yeah. semester of college, I literally spent, I spent probably more time just figuring out how many assignments I had to turn in <laughs> so that I could get done with it. Like I'll take the D, I'll pass, just... <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah, we're not the same person, well, Zach. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was. I'm still. Yeah. Anyway, we'll keep, we'll keep going. On. So, so somewhere after day three, you you get uh, like things start. It's I won't say it's easy, but it's easier. Mm-hmm. And sometime after day seven, day eight, nine, mm-hmm. you feel incredible. That's right. It's like I you, remember the, the feeling, hunger pains are gone. 
And yeah. you're just in this. And, and my goodness was the attention on the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the constant spoiled child inside my stomach mm-hmm. is not crying and whining mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then around day like 16, 17, 18, somewhere in there. So it's like eight, nine days where it's just wonderful. I was having blended cake. You were having, no, I'm kidding. I'm totally <laughs> you're kidding. blending I'm totally chocolate kidding. vanilla and I did, I did, icing. I did good. I did just the fresh <laughs> fruit and the, yeah. So anyway. Uh, but like day... Uh, like 17, where you know, it's not like a day later. It's still another four or five days. It's so hard. I remember I remember thinking like um, Gollum. <laughs> My friend. I, I, I've, I've, I've forgotten the taste of bread. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, remember, I remember looking at something like, I don't remember what that tastes like. What is it? Is it? It must be wonderful. It must be wonderful. And I, rem- I remember oh. like the last three days were just torture. Yeah. I w- that was when, so I mean like your body really does start to, yeah. your biochemistry in that like day 14, 15, 16, yeah. 17 starts to change pretty drastically. Well, if you go past that 21 day with the water only, you start breaking down yeah. muscle. Yeah. Which is, which uh, is no bueno. And so, uh, so yeah, it, it was a, that was when you had to re-kick in that, like, why mm-hmm. am I doing this? Mm-hmm. This is not because I'm just trying to achieve yeah. a goal. I'm really having to attend to something. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, I mean, there were some people who, who participated in that 21 days that they did medically get really off. Yeah, uh, it was bad. And it probably would have been better for a number of us to just uh, do an initial health checkup to figure out better boundaries than but just But it was the risk abstinence. we were willing to take. But we, we knew it was God, so we are just going to do it. Uh, uh, but um, but then there's there's very clear warnings coming off of fast. Don't yes. you don't gorge. You could you no. can really hurt yourself. Yep. Um, but even though there's some specifics, I don't remember. I need to go back through my journals and stuff. Uh, we did see pretty big breakthrough. We did for our church we after did. that. Honestly, things like prayer and life groups yes. did not really Mm-mm. really get into the fabric of our mm-hmm. culture until. That that happened, and and leaders were unified. Yes, and leading in something that the congregation and body could not see. Yeah, but was it experiencing? It was. It, it was. It really was a beautiful time. It was a hard time. Yes. Um. And I spent a lot of time in prayer. But while I'm talking about the smoothies, I might as well throw this out too. I binge watched a lot of like Anthony Bourdain no reservations, <laughs> and like you know uh, bizarre foods or like whatever. Yeah, just like you, oh, you never, you never knew how Gordon Ramsay how videos were so great. Oh. Those shows and commercials were, and then like like how much you could just sit and <laughs> salivate. Oh, that was like before. It's like, oh, that's cool. I'm yeah, sure that tastes yeah. good. But like then you're just like, well, you watch it. It's just, like, oh, I bet that I can't, tastes. I can't so have good. it, so I'll just watch it. <laughs> so anyway, I probably, I probably should have come to you as my pastor to say, is there anything I shouldn't be doing during this fast? <laughs> we should have been better accountability that's partners right. during that season. That's right. It was, man. I tell you though, uh, on the other side of it, just thinking through, because we were gathering together uh, daily during the, the work week in the in the sanctuary here yeah. at the Durant campus for prayer. And those were just some, I mean, I, I feel the emotion of it as I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Those were some deep times in prayer with the Lord yeah, and just things that were going on in our hearts. So um, to me, uh, I remember you and I talking during that time of just certain things that you would talk about. You would just feel that impulse to, to cry. Yeah. Just to, it, it, the, that fasting is like a sense, it's like a sensitizing to your heart, to God's presence and to other people. In a, in a good way. A I've good never way. recovered from that. Yeah. It was such a good thing. Like Man. I I'm I'm I can be pretty stoic and mm. cold 
um, I, not quite cyborg, but like emotions and all that. I, I don't just not, I wasn't practiced in that. Um, and so I've had to grow in empathy, uh, in compassion, mm-hmm. in being able to sense and feel, uh, cause I live more in my head than, than my emotions. And so that, and I'm not, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was out of balance in that. And I remember in some times of prayer, like there was nothing, nothing special. It wasn't like this special music. It was like, we were, we were playing a recording yeah. on stuff. And I just started like starting to weep. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now like I'm far more sensitive to the spirit mm-hmm. because of that time. Yeah. Like, Cause I, well, there's nothing been dramatic yeah. since then. We that never talked about that. that. So that, that was that, that, that time it marked you. And that's what you're still carrying over from it, there it, with that, that it, sensitizing. It, I mean, that was two years before my son uh, was born. Yeah, that's right. And that's right. Uh, that was two years of learning how to bring emotion before the Lord, mm-hmm. not shut it down, mm-hmm. but bring it before the Lord. That there is a, a balance in being able to express emotion, yet not getting so far that my emotion controls me. Yeah. Because that's usually good. we say, well, I'm not going to let it control me, so I control it. Mm-mm. And what we do is suppress it. Mm-mm. And that's what I was really good at. I was good at suppressing emotion to the because, point where you stop feeling. Because we think if we if we don't deal with it, we've dealt with it. Yeah. And that's not true. And and so I learned how to weep before the Lord. I learned how to lament, how to mm-hmm. be sorrowful yeah. and not be so quick to get over it, but let it let it let it let it be bathed in the presence of the Lord in that emotion to yeah. then grow from it without it controlling me. Fasting forces you to become weak so that you can learn that God is with you in that weakness. Yeah. And so often with those strong emotions, um, I know in my, in my own personal journey, I caught myself wanting to deal with that so that I could go to God, mm-hmm. not knowing that I go to God to deal with and that. And it gets dealt with in the presence yeah. of the Lord in so, a way that you can't deal with it yourself. You can't, you can't. So I would say that maybe even to go back to one of the statements around the purpose, we, we, we force a weakness on ourselves so that we can experience the, the strength of God. Yeah, because it, it is... Your grace is sufficient for me. Mm-hmm. For your strength is made perfect or comes to completion mm-hmm. in my weakness. Not no, my strength, yeah. not my having it figured out, my, not my dealing with mm-hmm. it, in my weakness. And then Paul says, therefore now I will more gladly boast in my weaknesses mm-hmm. so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, for the sake of Christ, I am content with weaknesses, hardships, insults, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, he says, then I am strong. Yeah, Does that I'm mean strong. I've become strong? No, it means that God's grace has so strengthened me that now it looks like I am strong because I know it's not me. That's so good. That's that right. I, I am weak. And what you fast a meal or a day mm-hmm. or two days, you can you come to grips with how weak and fragile you really are. We think we're awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you don't eat for three days and you feel like a madman. And how many times you go to the refrigerator? That was the funniest thing. Just, just to 20, see. What's in here? In 21 Eight days, days, the first seven days... <laughs> was crowded with constantly finding myself in the pantry going, why am I here? <laughs> I'm not allowed to be here. Apparently my whole body that's right, that's right. has gotten habituated to go to the pantry to see what's and there, to go the, to the and fridge. And all the neurons are saying, go eat, go eat. Go eat. Taste and see that that's it is right. good. That's right. Yeah, and it's like that That was one of the biggest learnings. The siren song. Seven, <laughs> seven days of recognizing how much my body was habituated. Mm-hmm to food, mm-hmm. not just the, the need for food, but the motion of the number of times I'm opening the fridge just to look in it going, I'm not even hungry mm-hmm. and I'm here at the fridge. That tells you how much you are living by habit mm-hmm. that, is, that is not 
dictated or controlled by the spirit. It's yeah. totally ha- habituated around self-indulgence. Yeah, Jesus has an interesting interesting uh, uh, set of words that he uses with uh, life is more than food and the body more, more than, than clothing, mm-hmm. right? It's like, what's that about? Unless that is for the human being, there is a natural propensity of our human condition to gravitate around those things mm-hmm. that immediately provide us pleasure and for everybody except those that are bound by some kind of oppression with right. uh, with uh, the food is fuel mentality. Yeah, when you get those people free, free, but uh, you can you can be free today today. <laughs> but um, uh, that that whole thing is true for all of us, and that there is there is you'll be hard pressed to find something that doesn't even at the biochemistry level mm-hmm. release immediate gratification and pleasure like food. Yeah, and one of the things I noticed on on that journey was. Um, watching, we, we had, we had a dog at the time. I didn't eat the dog cause I got so hungry, but <laughs> we, we just had to part ways with him. He got, he got way too big and, and it just wasn't conducive for our space and, and our small children. But I would watch the dog sniff around whenever we, I'd be in the kitchen because one of the things I did is I still, I still forced myself to be a part of like dinner prep. Yep. So like I'd be cooking stuff for the kids or doing breakfast or whatever. And that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. And you feel, you know, all this is happening and you're cooking the eggs. And you're like, and that's what the golem thing. Uh, <laughs> just a bite, just a bite. Let me taste just it. Let me taste bread. it. Yeah. And you find yourself going you're like, stop, no. <laughs> but uh, uh, watching the dog, the Lord spoke to me and I knew it was his voice. He said, that's you a lot of the time. Watching this dog just sniff around and be and, and be driven by just what what can I get? What's here? And just subconsciously doing it of we don't know what we're controlled by until we take an opportunity to actually say no to something. Yeah. Um, but once again, that's for the greater yes to God. So let me ask this question uh, before we and this and this I hope will now set us up for uh, the question around what's the way we can actually take a step towards implementing this. I think we, we've talked around it, but maybe you could speak to just some some uh, some practical pieces there. But uh, just a, a question out, out of curiosity, because I know uh, for me, uh, Serena, my wife was giving feedback to me throughout this process and this time that I was requesting on, I want you to tell me things you're noticing that's changing about me mm-hmm. during this time. Uh, did you find any of that, any feedback from Hannah or from your kids that was that stood out to you about like, uh, there's probably funny stuff that we could get into. Uh, but just, I remember Serena telling me when I asked her about halfway through, is there anything changed? And she said, you're more patient. Mm-hmm. You're more patient. Yeah. I, I can see you being more patient with me and, and with the kids. She's like, it's just, you're more patient and you're more present is what she said. Yeah. And that really resonated with me because the question is, well, what was I like before? Like, you know, how, how bad was it <laughs> Was it before? Uh, but did you have any of those moments to where people that were with you on the interpersonal level yeah. in the workplace, did anybody say, I, I see this in you or something changing? Did you even request that? And, and, it, was, and it might not be, but. That was four years ago. Yeah. So that was just a, that recall, was just a moment for me. I, whether or not. And maybe we talked about that with the softening, with the motion. It probably, you already spoke yeah. to that. Well, that, whether or not I, I can't remember it being explicitly mm-hmm. said to me, I do know that that is what happened. That's good. Is that over time, I recognized that by constantly trying to feed my belly, I just mm-hmm. get used to pleasing self. Mm-hmm. And so you raise kids, there's tons of things that are inconvenient. And you just don't get your way. Everything about raising a kid is inconvenient. <laughs> and, and, and of course we say, let's do it five times. Yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> a fantastic idea. You, you habituate. Which is why I eat like I yeah. do. 
Kids are the problem, Jacob. (laughs) You you habituate towards pleasing self. You don't realize how often you are irritable by things that get in your way, not necessarily about food, but just Mm. in life, Mm. is that I don't want to engage with my children. I'm tired. Yep. So, well, oh, because you're tired now, that's a good excuse to not engage. And then if you're not careful, you parent out of being inconvenienced. And, and that relationship gets skewed. Man, and, that's true. And so it, we all there, have to watch that. There are plenty of things. And I think fasting is a discipline. And I don't have any, it would have to be another sacred moment and divine mm-hmm. revelation to do another 21 day fast. Oh yeah. Uh, there's no way I would do that like every year or something. No, I think it was like two years after I thought <clears> that was really good. I should do that again. But it wasn't a spirit led thing. It was right. just like, that was a good thing. Yeah. And I think I went a day and a half yeah. and I was like, uh, yeah. the grace is not here. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Lord. Taco Bell. Yeah. So it was like, I'm done. I'm done at that point in time. Um, there I agree there with you does need to be some discipline of fasting, just like there needs to be a discipline of prayer. Yes. And I have my disciplines on how I put it in the mm-hmm. uh, regimen of my life, mm-hmm. uh, how I monitor it, how I monitor my heart in that. And there's a lot of weeks that I blow it totally. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Recently, as we've, as my wife and I have kind of morphed into a new season, mm-hmm. we recognize there's a new season that our attention to the spirit has to take a next level. It has yeah. to, I don't, know, I don't want to say upgrade, but like mm-hmm. we recognize that that for every new level of influence, authority, or testing, you have to raise the level of intimacy. That's with right, God. That's right. And what better way really than to the person I'm in a covenant life relationship with? Than for us, them. Then yeah. for us together mm-hmm. to grow in that intimacy with the Lord, and so really my wife and I agreed to a certain day mm-hmm. a week where both of us are doing it. So I'm not inconveniencing doing, the doing, family, doing a fast, doing a fast. Mm-hmm. Nor is is she inconveniencing the family, uh, but we do a certain uh, lunch to lunch mm-hmm. where we and then we take that evening and the morning and we just we talk, we listen, mm-hmm. we're 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 asking, are you sensing anything? Is anything changing or growing? And it isn't about the singular time. It's about now developing a habit where we're learning how to do this together. And and truthfully, there are, there are two ways. There is a long change over time mm-hmm. and instant change in the spirit. Mm-hmm. You cannot fabricate instant change in the spirit. Mm-mm. So you live a life of discipline and you don't go overboard on anything. You do mm-hmm. one small step at a time that takes one small step of transformation at a time mm-hmm. so that you create habits that then prepares you for the divine moments where things happen instantaneously. Every every suddenly came with a process. It did. Every suddenly. Yes. So and that's where like there are some suddenly things that happened like in 21 days, mm-hmm. but that wasn't a sudden thing. It was no. 21 days, but there were some sudden things in it. Yes. Uh, and there was a lot of sudden things with what happened with my wife and I with our son mm. that was not a sudden before that, it was a long process before that. And fasting was a very important part, not because we were pleading with God to help our kid. It was, we know we're not on our game. Like mm-hmm. if we're not on our game in the spirit, then we will be susceptible to the enemy. That's right. Uh, and so there was fasting to to bolster our preparation in the Lord, not to try to get God to do anything, but to but to strengthen our awareness of his power in, in our weakness. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, lot, a challenge with sleep. There was even a sense of like, not fasting sleep, but in a way, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just being troubled in our sleep, yeah. but fasting sleep to, Which, uh, to pray. Kind of a more term of, of yesteryear for the fasting, the sleep is the, uh, what's the what's the, the term? The 
the vigil. Uh, vigil, keeping vigil, keep them, keeping vigil. There's another one. It's like a watch, a watching, or yeah. uh, you, you know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. I yeah. think that might be in Foster's book too. Josh, do you remember that? The fasting sleep was it the watching? Is that what he uses? Watching, watching. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, vigil, which is usually accompanied by it's prayer, prayer yeah. vigil. Yes, time of watching is a time of prayer. Yeah, and so um, the, the the purpose of the discipline of fasting is to make sure you're 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 practicing the awareness that comes with it consistently so that when there's the sacred moment when there's the special moment you've already practiced a small portion mm-hmm. to be ready for anything larger than that it's, good. it's just good to it's just a good habit to be in not for health reasons but mm-hmm. for spiritual reasons that's good and again not doing it religiously but i mean come on there's lots of stuff we do and we don't know why we're doing it at first, mm-hmm. but it's still necessary. That's right. And, and any habit at one time was new to us. Every single one. That's right. So really our, our last question with what's a good way to start incorporating this into our life. I, I think you've hit on it in some great practical ways. Start with uh, with a one day, yeah. lunch to lunch, or yeah. potentially a meal. Even just a meal. A meal. And again, uh, don't fast by working through lunch. Mm-mm. Um, set time aside to pray. Yeah. To to, to meditate. Fasting is feasting. Yes. Change what you're feasting on. To to read the the, word. That's always the best start. Yes. And do it with some type of regularity, roughly once a week. Mm -hmm. Now, again, like we can make medical exceptions, people who have medical exceptions, but I think food, just starting one meal. And if that becomes a bit of a habit where you, you feel strong in, go lunch to lunch, but do it with your, like if you're married, you get an agreement about this because you don't want to just do something and make your spouse mad Absolutely. because you're just abstaining from something as if you're holier or you're purposely inconveniencing. It would be good to do something together or at least mm-hmm. ha- everybody have awareness of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, you can, if you wanted to make a habit, fasting a whole day or two or three once a month, It's it, it does put a habit, but honestly... I can't say that I've done that consistently. Mm-hmm. I have done 24 hour periods very consistently, um, but I don't necessarily intentionally put three day fasts. Uh, it happens every year, multiple times a year, but mm-hmm. it's always the sacred moment. That's right. Uh, usually- yeah. Pay uh, attention to the leading of the spirit. Things like Jubilee mm-hmm. are things that I specifically fast concerning. Things mm-hmm. like Easter, mm-hmm. I specifically fast. Uh, because I want to be more attuned to the spirit in those moments. Mm-hmm. And you know this about me. We've talked about this before, but uh, I I tend to be a little bit more uh, extreme and spontaneous in my approach to things. Mm-hmm. So this is a great conversation to be in through the, through August. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and I'm, re- I'm really excited about even the personal growth for me. Um, but even with things like uh, a discipline of, uh, you know, re- reading the word or, uh, the discipline of, of fasting for me, what I have found in my life is, is that I will respond to that, to that spirit leading of, I got to do this. And then it's easy for me to just check it off the list of like, well, yeah, I've done that. I did it for 21 yeah. days. Like yeah. I, I accomplished it and mm-hmm. whatever. And apparently now compared to you, I cheated because I used the smoothie I didn't technique. say you cheated. I know. That's what I'm feeling though. I'm feeling that kind of, it's got to be. That's what it is. I didn't get the A. That's, that's what it was. And then the same thing like with uh, with with uh, something I did two years ago with with uh, the Bible because you're you're on a yearly plan yes. of reading it through every year. Yes. So like with me, I woke up one day and I was like, I know I've read the whole thing just yeah. in bits and pieces, but I want to read it cover to cover. So what do I do? Not a year. I'm 90 day. 90, 90 day plan. 
I'm going to do it. And you talk about getting behind on a yearly plan. I got like two days behind on a 90 day plan. Oh my gosh, dude. It was, but I was in, I was in the hospital, uh, with, uh, straining because we were about to have Phoenix. So like I had time, I was just like, it's like, you know, 30 chapters <laughs> yeah. a day yeah. to get caught up on that. But, um, what would be your advice to people like me, uh, in regards to, um, that, that rhythm and, and that habit um, I, I like what you said about starting even with just the meal, but there's anything specific that you want to drill down into in regards to, um, now, and now talking along the lines of prayer, also prayer and fasting, um, you spoke to where to start with fasting, do that same thing. Now, keep in mind people like me, um, but with prayer to kind of, to connect this to our first conversation, where would you say is a good place to start for people just to develop a habit of prayer? Set aside a set amount of time daily. Now, I advocate for morning, mm -hmm. but I realize uh, there are plenty of people who just will not do that. Mm -hmm. And we say, well, I'm not a morning person. Well, here's the deal. Coming from someone who is not a morning person, it took me two years to change a daily habit of, of the morning to, be, to, to desire it. Uh, so don't just use, well, I'm not a morning person as an excuse. And here's what I discovered about myself. Well, I'm an evening person. Well, here's the deal. I'm an evening person because I'm active. Mm -hmm. As soon as I sit still in the evening with five kids and them all getting to bed and, and having conversation with my wife, I start falling asleep. Mm -hmm. And so I knew I needed to get up in the morning to start my day rather than end my day. But honestly, it doesn't matter. And if it's 10 minutes, it's 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Get used to doing something that's not your normal. Yeah. And to me, that's just habit. And I would say daily because you're going to mess it up. Mm -hmm. You're going to miss it. You're going to sleep in. You're going to go right. to bed early and you just forget. You're going to schedule it for lunch and yeah. you're going to get through lunch and you're like, oh my gosh, where'd it go? I, uh, I, heard, I heard a pastor, I think it was Craig Rochelle talking about this with a, with a habit of prayer. If you miss one day, don't miss two. Yeah. Like and, it's and okay, that's, you missed that's a why day. I say daily. No deal. Okay, it happened. That sucks. Mm -hmm. Move on. But don't you're you're going to be back tomorrow. That's right. And that's what that was always my thing is I'll be here tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing with, uh, you know, some of my disciplines in the word mm -hmm. is because I know there's a repetition to it. I know I'll be there soon again. Yes. So if I don't have to have the deep revelation Man, of every so single word, that's so good. I was like, well, fine, I'll be there again. Don't rush it. Don't yeah. hurry it. It's, 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 if I don't get divine revelation, mm -hmm. every word, every day, no, what did I lose? Nothing. I, my spirit still got fed by the word, even if I can't feel it, right. or even if there's not something special. Mm. Uh, That's now, one of the things I loved about the 90 day, yeah. even though it was extreme, is that I found myself having to take in so much that it remedied, it remedied the problem I had, which was engaging with the word predominantly so that I can teach it. Yes. In regards to, I just started in that 90 day period, yeah. I fell in love with the narrative of scripture that, from that I am reading this just to experience it. Yeah. Not because I have to, I have any kind of responsibility now to articulate or explain it. And that was a rejuvenation of, in me with the love of the, of the story of scripture. Five years ago, the Lord slapped me upside the head. Five, maybe, yeah, five years ago, slapped me upside the head. And in some way it was, I'm engaging in scripture so that I can teach it. And mm -hmm. 95% of the mm -hmm. time uh, was I'm engaging. In, and so basically- Looking for that nugget. I Looking was for reading that, on yeah. my terms. Yes. And he said, and something to the effect of the Lord said, stop reading it on your terms. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking, like, well, what would it mean to not read it on my terms? Mm -hmm. 
reading plans. I'm not in control. I don't get to decide where I'm going to go. I get told where I'm going. Now, Mm -hmm. are there plenty of times I go where I want to go? Well, yeah, sure. Sure. Um, But I needed something that I, I actually had to realize I'm not the boss. Yeah. And that's where I started one year reading plans. Uh, is that I don't control where I go. Yeah. Why would I want to go to Second Chronicles? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. But by doing it year after year, I'm finding things in Second Chronicles, which is where I'm at right now. Mm. Um, that they're like Lamentations. Like, mm. why would I purposely go to Lamentations? Yeah, just just yet, to be depressed. And yeah, just to feel bad. <laughs> uh, but then every year I find myself in Lamentations, going, yeah. "I'm lamenting. Yes, I'm sad. Yeah. Why? Because Jerusalem fell. Mm. And then I'm looking at America, saying. Mm. Uh-oh. Mm. What 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 is what is the scriptural response to all this? Oh, I need to say this or we need to speak into this. And sometimes the scriptural response is to cry, to just weep before the to Lord. Cry. And then right at Man. the center of lamentations Powerful. is but this I call to mind and therefore I hope that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Mm. His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen. I don't know if I would have ever really found that, except if someone may, might have put a uh, what are those uh, word verse images? Yes, those verse images up on social media <laughs> that I might just so yeah. happen to have caught and be like, "Oh, that sounds really good." That's awesome. But by year after year, I'm reading Lamentations and seeing the weeping prophet lamenting mm-hmm. over the mm-hmm. brokenness mm-hmm. of of Jerusalem falling and coming into the hands of Babylon, and then halfway through, for no apparent reason, but this I call to mind, and I have hope. Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. And so I'm looking at our world that seems to be in chaos and destruction mm-hmm. and I want to do something about it. I want to change it. That's right. But if I don't come first- You're preaching now. From a place of hope mm-hmm. and trust that God really is in control. Mm-hmm. And I can look at that chaos and go, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Mm-hmm. His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, because I've been in the word, I've prayed. I'm, I'm in a posture of prayer. I've fasted and neglected mm-hmm. my right to be angry. Mm-hmm. I've, I've said no to food That's so right. that I can say no to anger. So I say no to that. Yeah. And or, or now, I need to speak my mind. I have or, to. I have to. I have yeah. to give an answer. Silence is is being compliant. Yes. No, it's not. Mm-mm. Sometimes silence and weeping is the best response we've oh, got. I got. Is great, that always? No. Yeah. But sometimes. I got a great uh, quote. I'll butcher it because I don't have it in front of me, but it's from uh, a uh, an Eastern Father of the mm. Faith. Um, that will that I've got in the discussion guide for next week on. Uh, aren't you proud of me? I've already got Look a week at ahead. You, a week the, ahead the on notes. Is, is I got the, the anointings right coming to from me from Pastor Jacob, but um, uh, talks about uh, the lover of silence draws close to God, and God in in silence answers him. Uh, it's through silence that uh, that Jesus shame Pilate, and it's through silence that mankind conquers vainglory. Dude. So you might come back next week. Now that you know that. Uh, Pastor Derek and I would love to have you. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, Henry Nowen helped mm-hmm. me about as much as anybody with silence in that if, if, if I've not nurtured the deep well of silence with the Lord, my words have no weight or power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I had to recognize that. Someone who talks a lot and who mm-hmm. leads people through words mm-hmm. I had to recognize I'm not quiet enough to, yeah. to draw those words from a deep well. And when we have something as 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 difficult as injustice mm-hmm. and injustice in response to injustice, right. 
how are we to discern? Well, you got to speak. Well, honestly, no one's listening. (laughs) Come on. So, so, so what do I do? What we've done for three decades. Yes. Be a witness before we speak our witness. Live it. Yep. We've yep. li- we've lived no no man after the flesh. Mm-hmm. Second Corinthians five sixteen. We've lived that for three decades. Three decades. What's changed? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Can I call um, racism sin? We've done it for three and a half decades so far. That's right. I can keep at it. That's it right. is. Right. It comes from evil. But how do I handle that? I can't do it with evil and injustice as well. I have. But what do we what do we do? We 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 live that out continually, mm. and. Uh, and, and that only in that where my trust is completely in the Lord, I'm confident, not because I've read Bible verses, but because I've known the heart of God and it's been revealed through his word, through mm-hmm. prayer. I've neglected my impulses. Now I can still be confident when I'm being berated for things, when I'm being persecuted, that just like Jesus could have gotten himself out of every single bit of trouble before Caiaphas, before Pilate, and yet what was his response to Pilate? It answered him, not a word. Not a word. Not a word. Not a word. Maybe silent and suffering Mm. actually is the most Christ-like response. I I would say that the greatest power that the Lord demonstrated during his earthly ministry was the power of restraint. The ability to do anything but choosing to do only that which he saw his father doing, only that which is needful. And in an hour that we're living in right now, if Christians are going to embody, if the word's going to become flesh again and live in us and through us, we've got to start incorporating these disciplines into our life because they 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 create those pathways. Whenever we can say no to food, we can say no to that to that uh, that anger. We can say no to that that vainglory, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Yep. And in doing so, we're immediately because you can't say no without saying yes to something else. Yep. And in that, I think that'll set us up great for going into next week with silence and meditation because silence being another uh, yeah. discipline of, of abstaining. abstinence mm-hmm. and meditation is in, uh, engagement. Intake, intake, absolutely. Well, uh, I feel like we're at a great place to pray and, and wrap this up. I, I would have, imagine so. <laughs> okay, great. Everybody's, Everybody's in agreement. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. time. Have you noticed that when we just really enjoy talking to each other? So when we get into this, it's just like everything else stops. <laughs> it all just fades it away. Fades away. It, it fades, fades away. away. What a bro, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, he's, he's my brother. He's not my, just my friend. He's my brother. I love you so much, Pastor. I love you too. Thanks for coming to talk. And we look forward to you popping in whenever you want to. I will, I will you prayed last in. time. I'll pray this time. That sounds good. All right. Father, we thank you so much for loving us, for your Holy Spirit that empowers us to be able to enter into the life of a disciple of Jesus, a disciplined follower of Jesus. Grow us in grace, I pray, Father, that we might be empowered through your Spirit and by your Spirit to not just speak empty words, but to live lives that are full of your gospel. We thank you, Lord, that as we continue to grow over these uh, next uh, next two months of just embracing uh, a life of, of disciplined uh, effort, of intentional focus, of living for God with sincerity, that you would continue just to grow us as a people to be better representatives of your son, the King of kings and Lord of lords, whose name is Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the ability just to have the resources to come together to make this content available and I pray, Lord, that what we've talked about today uh, would be would be beneficial to the hearer, 
Lord, that uh, there would be uh, just keys of spiritual breakthrough in people's lives that, that transpire through listening to these words that we know your Holy Spirit has placed on our heart to share. Thank you for my brother, Pastor Jacob. Thank you, Father, for his leadership and the way that he leads us all in this church. I thank you, Lord, for uh, just us continuing to walk the journey together as brothers in the faith. And I thank you, Lord, that all of us would take a, a new step in you as we continue to talk about what it means to incorporate these rhythms, these habits, these disciplines in our lives. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you so much. We look forward to seeing you next time. Amen.